So today, our passage, you heard a little bit about it. It's going to be uh, in the children's moment, but it's going to be coming from Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. So I invite you to follow along in your personal Bible that you have with you or listen to the word as it is read. So Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you. You may live long on the earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this summer, if you've been plugging in with us over the past couple of Sundays, you've noticed that we're in the middle of a sermon series called The Relationship Roadmap, okay, where we look at Ephesians and passages in the Bible and it teaches us and shows us how we are to be in relationship with one another, in a Christian relationship with one another. And the Bible is the best place to go look because that's kind of like our owner's manual. It's given by God to us to show us, teach us how we are to live our lives. Okay, So if you've got a question or problem, go to the Bible and it will direct you in the right direction. So we have today... Ephesians, which was written by Paul. So we're going to look at what he has to say about children, about children. Now, the Ephesians were having some tough times, and they were being impacted and influenced a lot by Roman society and what they were seeing. And so Paul wrote them a letter to kind of teach them and, and encourage them and to share with them certain ways we are to be in relationship so far, we've looked at how wives are to relate to their husbands and husbands and how they are to relate to their wives and how God is in the center of all of that. Okay, So that's been the past couple of Sundays, the Christian marriage, all right, and how both partners are to submit to one another. It's not all about you, okay? It's not all about you in a marriage. It's about your partner, but also ultimately it's about God being in the center of that relationship. Just as Jesus submitted to God's will on the cross, each partner are supposed to support one another and submit, okay? And that's what this Christian marriage thing is. It's a team. It's a team. But now we're going to start looking at, though, how children and parents are going to relate. And so we're going to look at the first verse, okay? The first verse here says, and this is for my, my younger peeps in here, those that are under the age of 18 or 18 still living with parents or in a household where you're not in charge, okay? This first verse is for you. It says, children... Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Okay, so that main message, obey your parents, kids. And that's it. That's all I got. I think that's the sermon, so we can start the hymn of commitment. Are you ready, Tim? No one complains about a short sermon. You know, you know better. You know better. I'll get you out in time to beat the Baptist to the buffet. Don't worry. You'll, you'll be good. Okay, so, but we got a little bit more. But yes. The first part that deals with kids, and that's for children in here, and the, um, the children's moment lifted this up very, very well, is children obey your parents. Obey your godly parents, okay? If they have God in the center of their relationship, you can trust that they are trying to protect you, okay, and guide you in what you're supposed to do, all right? Simple for the kids, just obey your parents, all right? But this passage here has a lot more to deal with on the parents' side of things than on just the children's side. Uh, all of you that are parents out there, we're young parents or seasoned parents, uh, you tell me this. When, when your kids entered into this world, they came right, entered in knowing how to obey and do everything pleasing unto you, right? You didn't have to tell them one time how to behave, how to act. They were just ready to go, right? 
absolutely not. If, if you did, you are very, very lucky, and I like to meet this perfect child of yours because children have to learn how to obey. They have to be taught. They have to be taught how to obey, what that, what that means, you know. I was, I was a school teacher, many of you know, for a few years before I entered into ministry, but I was amazed as how parents and families thought when they sent their kids to school, the teacher was not only going to teach them about history or English or science or math. They're supposed to teach them everything. The parents were hands-off. You send them to school, and they've got to learn everything from the teacher. Mom and dad aren't going to teach them life skills, just lessons in life. It's up to the teacher. I was amazed. I was like, no, no, no. Mom and dad, y'all have a role in teaching your kids as well. I'm just the history guy, okay? There's other things that you need to teach them. Same with the church. Parents will send kids to VBS or to a youth retreat and think that's going to disciple them for the rest of their life. No. Yes, church is important. Yes, your ministers are part of that, but they're not the only piece in your child's discipleship. You are. You're important. It's a partnership between the church and the family and other Christian adults to disciple the child. So children have to be taught, okay? They have to be taught certain things, and a lot of them have to be taught by their parents, okay? Just as they had to teach how to obey you and whatever rules you set forth. I remember my mom, early, early age, one of her big things that she wanted to teach me was respecting other adults. And one way that I was taught to do that was to say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, ma'am, and no, sir. And look the adults in the eye and talk to them where they can hear you. That was just driven into me as, as early as I can remember. And I still carry that with me in life, especially when I'm meeting new adults or people of respected positions or whatever it is. I'll say, yes, sir, or yes, ma'am, or whatever. And sometimes when I leave the state of Mississippi, I'll get in trouble for it because other parts of the country don't teach it that way. But that's what I was taught early, early on. I always said, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, to them growing up. And that was just how we were raised. The other thing that I was taught, how to keep a clean room, okay? Saturdays, oh, I love Saturdays, especially when the weather was nice because I had a lot of neighborhood friends and we lived out where there's woods everywhere and we can ride our bikes and have a good old time. And I'd see my friends outside playing, but I couldn't go until my room was cleaned, not just straightened, but vacuumed and dusted and windexed and the whole nine yards and before I could go out and play with my friends, my mom would come in, and on my bookshelf, that was the big culprit, because I didn't pull everything off the bookshelf, all the knickknacks and whatever, I was kind of just whoop, whoop, around it real quick. Oh, no, the finger goes out, runs it across the shelf. You got dust, you ain't going out until that dust is gone. Go back and get the, get the pledge and this old T-shirt rag we've had forever, and just good, get it all out of there, okay? But then I got older, and then my dad, he taught me a few things. He taught me how to do yard work. Okay, yard work. Now, I had a roughly two acres of yard and a lot of pine trees. My job before my dad got on his ride mower was to go out and pick up all the pine cones and all the sticks. Yeah, it does build character, I tell you that much. And so I was out there picking up pine cones and picking up limbs from the pine trees. And I thought I did a good job. I thought I kind of kicked some around where he couldn't see. Oh, no, got to go back and get them before he went out there and did the lawnmower. And then when I got old enough to cut the grass, I still couldn't do the ride mower. That was his. I had to do the push mower. That was not self-propelled, okay? That had the small wheels, not even a big back wheel. It's all just, you know, good old-fashioned, probably 1980s push mower, all right? 
But then when I cut the grass, he had to teach me on how to cut the grass. And when you cut your rows, you've got to go over the other row a little bit because if you go too far over, you have a strip of grass that sticks up. You know, and I, I swear I got all the grass. I'd be like, you missed a row. I see something sticking up right there. You need to run it back over there. And they'd show me the right pattern on how to cut the grass. These are all things I didn't know until I was taught by my parents, but I still remember to this day. I still remember to this day, and I still do. I try to pick up sticks before I cut the grass. I still try to straighten up my bedroom because to me it just doesn't feel straight unless it's all nice and neat sometimes. I like to make a bed. It's a good, clean bed to get in at the end of the day. These are things though, that I was taught as a child, though. And I was taught respect and how to obey trusted adults and how to be respectful to my parents and how to do my chores and things of that nature because I didn't know. So when we get to this passage here in Ephesians where, yes, children obey your parents in the Lord, meaning that your parents are godly parents. As you obey the Lord, obey them for this is right. Parents, you have to still teach your kids what that means too. Okay, so there's a little bit of work on your end of the deal. So those are just some of the things right there that we have to learn about with obeying. But then as um, in my job in ministry, when I have couples come to me that want to get married and all of that and start a family, I say, okay, well, I got to sit down. I got to meet with you because I don't marry just anybody. You gotta, I got to have a couple sessions with you where we're going to talk about some of the hot topic items that cause 90% of fights in a relationship, and that is family and faith and finances, okay? And we're going to talk about these over a couple sessions because I want you to have these conversations now before you get contractually you know, bound and by law and by religion together till death do you part, okay? We've got to have some conversations about this. And when you think about it, when it comes to the family piece, many people... All people in a relationship will bring their family experiences with them into that relationship. How they were raised will impact how they will uh, relate to one another in that marriage. How they saw their parents interact and parent. They'll bring it with them. So you've got to unpack it. Unpack the baggage. Let's talk about it. Have you all thought about how you're going to raise your children? Okay, if you decide to have kids and you're able to, how are you going to do this? Because if you don't have that conversation now, parenting styles, different parenting styles will lead to a lot of fights. So let's get this kind of going right now. So we, we talk about that, and it's, it's kind of fun to see them all kind of lay out, oh yeah, my parents did this, so I want to see if we can do that, and my parents did that, and I didn't like that, so we'll do this different. They'll get a good plan usually after I'm done talking to them. And a lot of times that plan goes out the window once the child gets here and you're in real life. You know, you just try to go to survival mode at that point. It's negotiating with terrorists. You just let them get whatever they want. But, it's, you know, you bring those in to the relationship. And it's things that we need to talk about is how you are going to parent your children as well as you begin your family. But as things happen in life, you get older, okay? And your, your parents get older as well. And so this passage also deals primarily with the adults in the room, especially adults that have elderly parents. See, Paul says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise so that, that it may be well with you. You may live long on the earth. So this is mainly dealing with your elderly parents in this, in this passage and how you are to relate to them. 
You know, there's sometimes in life where your relationships with your elderly parents are great until the very end, and consider yourself blessed. For some individuals, your relationship with your elderly parents stray, get estranged. Things happen in life. And this is not telling you that you should always obey your elderly parents, because once you're an adult, you're an adult. But you still are called to honor your father and your mother, which is sometimes different than obeying. There's a song that I hear every now and then, and it makes me think about this passage. And sometimes as we get older, our relationships with our parents and other loved ones get strained. Have you ever heard the song, Cats in the Cradle? Oh, yes. So it starts out with this. It says, the father says, my son turned 10 just the other day. And he said, thanks, dad, for the ball. Come on, let's play. Can you teach me to throw? And the dad said, not today. I got a lot to do. The son said, that's okay. And he walked away with a, with a smile, never dimmed, and said, I'm going to be like him, my dad. Yeah, you know I'm going to be like him. And as the song finishes up, the father says, I've long since retired. My son's moved away. I've called him up just the other day. I said, I'd like to see you if you don't mind. But the son said, I'd love to, dad, if I could find the time. You see, my job's a hassle and the kids have the flu, but it was sure nice talking to you, dad. It's been sure nice talking to you. And as the dad hung up the phone, it occurred to him that he had grown up just like me. My boy was just like me. You know, in life, that just happens sometimes. Your relationships get strained, and it's not the same as it was when you were kids. You know, and I'm here to tell you that that's, that's okay. And you can still honor your parents while they are either away, estranged, or you don't always agree exactly on the same thing. You still can honor them and respect them and value the things that they taught you when you were younger, the things that shape and mold you, the positive things that you share with your own children, hoping that one day that you will be able to play ball with your kids and they'll come visit you when you're retired. But you do all this because of this main foundation that's a part of all Christian relationships. And that's something we talked about with the husband-wives what we're talking about with the children. We'll talk about more things later. It's the foundation of love. Love is the foundation of all Christian relationships. And sometimes love comes easy. Sometimes love is difficult and it's a choice. But we are called to love. We are called to love our children. We are called to parent them out of love and not anger or despitefulness or whatever. We're called to honor our older parents out of love. Love is the foundation in which all Christian relationships are based on. And we see that ultimately in what Jesus did for us, for sacrificing himself for us out of love. And so may we, through this series, may what we have learned here with children obeying your parents and parents teaching your children and honoring your elderly parents, that we understand that in the foundation of all of those is love. So may we remember that as we go throughout our week and as we look at our relationships and those that are in our lives. Let us pray.